Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein, of course, first things first, you'll probably notice that, oh, he's got his voice back. Happy days. Yes, I have. the shouting for that Marcus Rashford goal, of course, well and truly took its toll. But after a weekend of no alcohol whatsoever, apart from some whiskey and wine, I am back to normal and a cigar. But we move on with a great podcast. And it starts on a very sad note. Had you watched the Everton-Tottenham game, you'd have seen the horrific scenes at Goodison surrounding the awful injury to Andre Gomez. And of course, the great thing about TalkSport is you, the football fan, can have your say as soon as anything happens. And that's exactly what happened on the final word. When the awful thing happened to Andre Gomez, and I'd like to wish Andre Gomez and his family all the very best wishes going forward because having to deal with that must be dreadful. Following on from that, not in a million years should have Son, Son been sent off. He, Yes, it was a foul, but in no way did he... he have any intent to, to hurt Andre Gomez. From what I know and from what I've seen from, from Son over the years, he's not that type of player. I know it doesn't matter when they say it's not that type of player sure. for that challenge. Out of the two, Sergio Ari was at fault because the way he came charging in after Andre Gomez had caught his foot in the ground, that made a, a bad enough injury in my humble opinion, because I was the other end of the ground from the park end. I've only literally seen it on a recording on uh, Sky Sports as I've come in. And and the way he went in, I mean, I'd love to see the picture after, but the way he went in after, he should have been sent off. Son should have been given a yellow card. Uh, the penalty was a penalty all day long. But we are getting away from the, the, the important thing, other than the, the poor Gomez injury. Nobody had wished that on any, anybody. Of course. And the, way I came, the reason I came away was because the atmosphere in there was venomous. Absolutely venomous. I'm 50 years old. And I've, it's been a, it's not very often I've been on that ground and I've thought, I don't want to be here anymore. This is dreadful. I don't think it was just the Gomez issue. I don't think it was what the Dele Alli added. I think it was the way that the, the fans on that terrace are sick and tired of watching Everton play as poorly as they have for as often as they have under Marco Silva. Um, I'm sorry, I was a fan of Marco Silva at the beginning of the season, but the way I've seen him play, and especially today... One thing stuck with me in the first half, and I don't know if you saw this, guys, whether it was on the telly or anything. There was a break in play in first half, and um, Marco Silva called Tom Davis over, and he was having a chat with Tom Davis over something. And before you know it, Tom Davis is actually arguing with him. Now, this is a young man, and I'm thinking, he's your manager. 
Whether he's right or wrong, he's your manager. You should not be arguing. And for me, that was a clear indication that Marco Silva has lost that dressing room. End of. And I think things need to be done. And if he hasn't gone by tomorrow's dinner time, I, as a devout, and I hope, reasonably intelligent Everton fan, will be devastated. Obviously, our thoughts go out to Andre Gomez and we wish him a very, very quick and speedy recovery. And obviously, for all the latest news on uh, anything like an awful injury like that, make sure you stay tuned to TalkSport. Right, let's move on to... Oh, this is fantastic. Martin Keown having a pop at the ginger one on drive. Yeah, demanding an apology from Rupert Grint on the nonsense, Keown's words, not mine, that he came out with, suggesting that Dennis Bergkamp wasn't good enough to get into his top five Dutch Premier League players of all time. So have a listen. Martin Keown up first, and then, of course, Rupert's reply. The things he did on the training pitch. I seem to remember a, a more than once where we'd just stop in unison and clap because he'd done something where everyone said, well, how did he do that? And you've got the likes of Henri and Vieira and Perez who just couldn't believe what, he, what he'd just done. <laughs> You know, he was quite magnificent, Dennis. And I I just feel that Adrian Durham, he he clearly doesn't know anything about football. Uh, If you don't pick him in the top five, have we renewed his contract? Because, you know, that's ridiculous. You know, if you've got a football opinion and you want to talk some sense, then don't wind us up by telling us that Dennis Burkamp is a disgrace. On behalf of the Burkamp family, I have to argue that Burkamp is definitely in the top five of Dutch players that have come to this country. Do you think Adrian should apologise? Well, he, uh, he has to, because it doesn't stack up. Champions League, it doesn't matter. You know, Dennis, if he'd have been in a team that was good enough to win it, then Dennis would have won it also. We maybe, maybe we let Dennis down. Maybe we let Dennis down as a player <laughs> that we didn't, he didn't become a Champions League winner. He's got to be ahead of Van Nistelrooy. You know, Goffey's off for a couple of weeks, right? Unexpectedly. So there's some vacancies on drive. Martin, has Martin Keown got the bottle? I'd love Let, that. Let's see if Martin Keown has got the bottle to do drive with me. He's got a point, though, mate. What? He's got a point. Okay, Come on. Let me let me explain, right? Because a lot of people seem to be uh, crying about this. My top five, a lot of, lot of things he hasn't addressed there. Who was in my top five? My top five was this. Van der Sar, uh, Virgil van Dijk, Ian Robin, Yapstam, Ruud van Nistelrooy. I mean, they're all rubbish, obviously. So, what, is it easy to pick which one drops out? Well, yeah, it's Dennis Bergkamp. Okay. I mean, let's, let's address that. No, fair enough. Let's address that. Because we could be here all night talking about yeah, this. Yeah, come so on. Let me give you some points. He arrived at Arsenal in 1995, okay? They didn't win anything until 1998. So, there are those who've been tweeting me saying, well, he was the catalyst for everything. No, he clearly wasn't. That's three years different. So maybe it was more about Vieira and Petit arriving in 1997 than Dennis Bergkamp. So if Bergkamp was that good, why didn't Arsenal win the Champions League or back-to-back titles if he was that good? And what about the fly into games business? It's unfortunate. People have their own uh, little problems, but that's part of it. He couldn't fly to certain games. That's not a good thing. Never scored 20 goals in a season in the Premier League for Arsenal. And he was there over 10 years, everybody. That's he, not good. He won three Premier League titles. Never back to Scored one of the best goals the Premier League's ever seen. Well, let's let's address that as well, because uh, Martin Keown, I heard the whole thing this morning, he actually uh, revealed why the Bergkamp myth has developed and exploded into something people think is actually true when it isn't. Martin talked about a goal against Newcastle and a hat-trick against Leicester, and then the memories dried up. 
That was it. He couldn't think of anything else. So then he had to tell the story about how in training, they all had to stand still and applaud. Any wonder Arsenal couldn't win back-to-back titles or Champions Leagues when they're standing there clapping in training. Why don't you train? Useless, the lot of you. Hold on. Underachievers. Hold on. What? Can you you talk about an Arjun Robin moment? Can you Uh, give me one? Iron Robin on one side, Damien Duff on the other. No, Do you can know you how give me a specific were? moment? I could give you seasons if you want, because they were brilliant. You know they were brilliant. Yeah, but, you know, you're talking about how oh, Martin Keown hasn't got um, a memory of Bergkamp or, and to come to mind, but, you know, come on, what? Stam, Robin, Nistelrooy scored... Stam, the treble? No, no, listen, yep, Stam Do you want Van Nistelrooy's, uh, do you want Van Nistelrooy's uh, stats? 95 goals, 150 games in the Premier League, 150 in 219 all competitions, won the Premier League FA Cup and League Cup. On now to a cracking interview between our very own Laura Woods and the wonderful Gary Neville. OK, Gary, this is a quick fire round, first and last with you. Uh, first crush. What's the name of the woman that's... In the Bruce Springsteen dancing in the dark video, is it Courtney Lowe? Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox. Courtney yeah. Cox. Do you know something? That was my first ever album, Born in the USA. I watched that single being played on top of the pops. I think it was a Friday night, whatever it was on. And Courtney Cox, he pulls Courtney Cox out of the crowd and dances with her on Dancing in the Dark. And that just, I was like, wow, I love that music. And I just, you know, rock music from that moment on was my, was my game. She went on to play Monica as well, didn't she? In Friends. Had a, I'm not had a fan a decent, of Friends, but... Had yeah, a that decent was... career, actually. <laughs> I spotted her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gary Neville made her career. I like that. Um, the last book you read. Do you read books? No. The one that got away by Chris Ryan, it was eight, It was years ago. It was uh, an SAS uh, uh, soldier who essentially, um, they w- got disconnected in the desert in Iraq and he was the one who literally escaped over, I think it was the Syrian border. Anyone's autobiography that stands out to no. you? No. Do you know I refuse to read autobiographies of players that I know because they normally don't represent the person that I know. Really? <laughs> so they're all lies? Not lies, they're just what would be thinly, a flowery version, uh, shall we say. Okay, um, the last bit of music that you listened to? Uh, last bit of music that I listened to. Joe, you know, if, if, if you're saying literally... On Instagram the other day, I listened to the new uh, Coldplay song, Orphans, because it was just there and I, was pr- I pressed it. Okay, uh, the last TV or box set that you watched? Peaky Blinders, and I'm, st- I'm, on, I'm on episode six now. Is it good? It's, it's amazing. I've heard lots of good things. Have you not watched Peaky Blinders? No. No, you have to start from the beginning and watch it, you have to. Okay, fine. I wasn't going to start from the middle, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the first series. I mean, don't the last series. <laughs> You honestly, you demeaning individual you are. <laughs> you wanted to keep going. We're just going like, to fire, fire away. First gig that you went to? First gig was Oasis Main Road. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's quite decent. Yeah. I think more of it. It was now. amazing. <laughs> well, apart from it being a Main Road, I feel like I was going to get killed every 10 minutes of a City fan, but apart from that, it was all right. What was the last dream that you had? I didn't write these. That's really deep, isn't it? Wow. The last dream that I had this morning. Session. I wake up thinking essentially uh, not about football. Um, at the moment, we're opening a hotel in 10 days and we are on the last minute brink of getting it ready and I'm, I'm, w- I'm waking up every th- minute thinking about that. It's better than waking up after a nightmare of thinking Liverpool are probably going to win the league. Uh, I mean, that's not a dream. That's no dream. <laughs> it might be reality. Yeah. Um, first opponent that you played against that, that made you think, wow. Romario, Brazil, really? for England in... 95, unbroken, amazing. I couldn't believe what I was watching. How old would you have been in 95? 20. 
But actually, I'd seen him in '94 as well. It was Romario at Barcelona. I was on the bench. I was watching him, and I just he mesmerised me. On now to the weekend sports breakfast show, where Tony Cascarino was obviously having a laugh with a lot of Arsenal, Manchester United fans, suggesting they should consider Chris Wilder. But of course, he doesn't say consider him for what. Obviously, not the managerial job. But I don't know what painter and decorator, or maybe change the oil on his cart. Let's find out, shall we? And I don't like to do this, but I sometimes think, do you know what? Man United job, Arsenal job, Chrissy Wilder, absolutely. And yet loads of people out there would be, there'd be a snobbery around football that would go, Allegri uh, uh, that came from Juventus, or a Mourinho going. And I'm like, no, I'd rather go Chrissy Wilder. Would it's not because I know him. Would they... Is there a danger that you have a Paul Hurst Ipswich scenario where they just no. snobbishly believe that they're better than him because he's... He knows football. He's a proper football person. And like Sir Alex Ferguson and like, like many other great managers that have been around, like Jurgen Klopp was at Mainz and, you know, OK, Pep Guardiola went through Barcelona B to get the Barcelona job, but he showed what he could Still do. Still got to get the chance. You know, I believe there's certain managers in lower league football that are very gifted and deserve an opportunity. And Chris has gone through the whole lot. And it's not a bias because I've got to know him in the last five or six years really well. And I've I've just watched his teams. And we, we had a conversation after the Arsenal game. And, and I was saying to him that I didn't believe the modern game was you could be pragmatic and win enough football matches because the laws of the game had changed. And he said, well, we're quite pragmatic. And I went, no, you're not, Chris. The amount of goals you get is your team. You, you, your championship record in League One level is way too... There's a, that's not a pragmatic manager. I'm Alan Brazil, and this is TalkSport Daily. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for... Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now over to the Sunday exclusive, which of course is on a Sunday. Not really that exclusive, if I'm being honest. Anyway, shouty saggers, what do you want? All right. Hold on, Saggers. He's alongside Ray Houghton and Danny Mills. Yes, I was! Oh, he doesn't stop, does he? Paul Joyce, the uh, Merseyside correspondent for the Times, who's uh, with us. I can't feel sorry for football clubs about fixture pile-ups when they're doing well. 
they know they know the score. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a byproduct of of success to an extent. But um, I think Jurgen Klopp's argument is that, and the first thing we should say about this is that that Klopp's very. Um, keen not to be perceived as the one who's always banging the drum and perceived as moaning about this, perceived as, you know, the voice for change. It's just that the questions come to him because it's Liverpool who, who, who are being affected most in all this because they're getting through competitions. I think his point is that um, the game has evolved over over time because the players have become so... Have become better, but if we're constantly asking them to play every two, three days, then that's going to have a ne- negative effect on on the players. And the and the standout quote that he gave at the press conference on Friday was that that FIFA and UEFA are putting their wallets before players' welfare because of all these extra competitions, um, Nations League and stuff like that, um, that are coming into an already cluttered calendar. So I think. He's just trying to. He he wants some sort of meeting between all the relevant bodies to try and have a look at this because his worry is that there'll come a point where players are breaking down because of the the burden that is expected to be placed on them playing every two three days. But that, that's that's never changed, in my opinion. I mean, I, there was one season I think might might have been the Champions League season, in, including internationals. I think I played sixty five seventy games. That season it was the best season of my career. It was was you know, mm. and 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 that's what it's all about. That that's never changed. And, and this incident now with Liverpool, they they knew what after they qualified for the Champions League. What the, I don't know August whenever it was, they knew when this Club World Cup fixture. They they knew when they were. They had time to plan for that. You then get the EFL Cup fixtures, and you know every single date because mm-hmm. those dates are all done beforehand. You know when the final's going to be, whenever it's going to be. So the Liverpool must have thought, well, there's a good chance we're going to get through, even if you know, or we what we'd, we'd like to be getting through. So they, they must have looked at this two or three months ago and thought, there's a chance that if we get through in the AFL Cup, that that's going to clash with the uh, the FIFA Club World Cup. But they've only they've, it seems like they've only suddenly thought about it now that they've got through. Why did they not sort of Paul, flag Paul, it up earlier? I, just, I, Paul, I don't think, I don't think that's fair. I don't. I, they've not mm. just thought about it because. But what what they. What is the solution that the EFL is presenting to Liverpool? You know, they can't play twice. They can't play twice in two days in different continents, can they? The other thing for me as well with all of this, and I know if this is, it, you know, it this this beef in some ways hasn't just to be. I mean, I understand that the absolute fixture congestion and, and there should be uniformity and there should be dealings between the uh, the Premier League and with Europe and FIFA and everything yeah, like and that. Yeah, I think but that's they, all they, he's calling for. Well, really. I hope it is because yeah. if it isn't, you know, when you've got 34 well, if, minimum in your first team squad these days, I mean, you know, you've got to go to your owners and say, look, we are going to become one of the most successful sides. These are owners of a baseball side. The, the, the Fenway, they'll have they'll have they'll have twenty, thirty, forty, fifty on their rosters. Yeah, but you know, that's not realistic to have fifty senior players just in case you get through to the in this situation. No, what so, do you hang on? What what do you do with those those thirty two other players? Well, it's not our problem, is it? The, the, that is nobody's yeah, listen, problem. Listen, that's Liverpool's you're, you're, problem. You're taking the view that Klopp's moaning. Klopp isn't moaning. He's trying to resolve, trying to raise needing to find a solution to what he thinks is a, is a problem. So if you look at his quotes he's carefully, tra- he's, he's, said, he's, he's setting not- up excuses as to why some of his top players won't be playing in certain games this season. 
Well, that's your view. I mean, you know, I, you've asked me to come on. I have a different view. I haven't been at the press conference. Why, why can't he, wasn't, why can't he, he just, wasn't moving? Why can't he just play a, a week or two? Paul, Paul, we've all got our own views, mate. He's, it's okay. up to you. I don't mind yeah, you well, having you a, whatever yeah. view. He's, he's, well, played, he's, played, he's played weekend <laughs> teams in the AFL Cup so this far. This is radio, mate. You so, know, so why, got, you can say what the hell you like, but don't get okay. upset with us if we have a different view. I'm that's not, our point of view. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's what you've asked me on. I want you to tell me what you think, and if I disagree with it, I'll say. You wouldn't want me to say, oh, Oh, yeah, I think he's right on this if I don't agree with it, would you? Carry on, then. On now to the Greatly Show on Saturday or Sunday, the Andy Goldstein Trans Europe Express, with me, Andy Goldstein, Andy Brassel, and another fellow, I can't remember his name, Chris Who Parrot, yep, him as well. Anyway, it doesn't matter about them. Here's some of me. Huge show, as always, includes the very latest news surrounding the departure of Bayern Munich's manager, Nico Kovac. Well, listen, even though he's not with us in the studio, he's desperate to earn that £8 a week, which is why we've got Kevin Hatchard <laughs> on the phone to get his view. Kevin, good evening to you. Good evening. Kev, who is a realistic target? Who is someone who could actually do a decent job in the medium term? In the medium term, that's a tricky one, because, you know, there's been talk of Mourinho, but is he a great fit? I, I think he'd be too demanding in terms of what he would want in terms of the transfer budget, because they've spent a lot of that now. They've spent a lot of money uh, bringing in, you know, Pavar and, and Andes. Uh, they want to bring Leroy Sané in, so in theory, a big chunk of money's already been earmarked. So I don't think Mourinho would be a great fit. Ten Hag, I guess they'd probably have to wait until the end of the season. Uh, I can't imagine Ajax would be overly happy about him going mid-season. They brought in Hansi Flick. It'll be fascinating to see if he gets the nod in the short term to try and get them through to the end of this season. But the thing to bear in mind is all of the prizes are still up for grabs. They're going to qualify for the last 16 of the Champions League. They're still in the mix to win the title. And they're still just about, even though they were awful at Bochum in midweek, they're still in the DFB Cup. Now, of course, it was a bad day on Saturday morning when we all woke up with a cup of tea and a sausage sandwich. Watch the rugby, hoping that England repeat incredible feats of 2003. And that didn't happen. What we did do is repeat the terrible feats of just about every other World Cup we've been in, in cricket, rugby, or, of course, football, when we lost. This was the reaction to that defeat over the weekend on TalkSport. The superb South African winger on the back of that try from Mampimpi, his fellow winger a few minutes ago. I think concludes Steve Thompson, the Rugby World Cup 2019. I don't think that this great dynasty is going to do what you boys did, sadly, now from here. No, you know, it just goes to show how you know, you've got to turn up week after week. And, you know, after the highs of New Zealand, now we're here. But we said before the game about Colby being in, they, they practically rested him against Wales because they, they thought they were going to win that game. That's how cool they were about it. They've come in with such a basic game plan, but it's just superb. England now under pressure, they're about to try and play out. And when you've got players like Colby around, you know, it, it was a great finish. Bad missed tackle by Farrell, but Colby's just such a skillful and elegant player. You see him, he's just scored a great individual try. Tom May, former England centre, is alongside me gutting for the Red Rose. Oh, uh, I don't, yeah, just absolutely soul-destroying after a performance like England had last week against the All Blacks where they largely nullified the best team on the planet, the best rugby-playing team on the planet. They've come up against a team today that had one way of playing and we knew exactly what was coming. 
and England had no way of stopping it. The physicality without, was out of this world. Um, look, they, they aren't the best rugby-playing nation but by any stretch of the imagination. They, they've won this World Cup. Um, they don't play any rugby. Let, let's face it, they, they batter the door down, they, they go at you and they go over you. Um, and, and by the end of it, England had nothing left, and that's when they pounced. Um, but, you know, let's hope that, th that this will kick on uh, South African rugby so that they can actually develop their game as well. Look, England, at this moment in time, we had a lack of precision. There were turnovers which cost us penalties at crucial areas. We gave away seven penalties in our own half. The South African defence, to give it credit, was absolutely outstanding. England had nothing to be, find a way to get through. And Colby, well... He was, one, he was the one change, wasn't he, from the semi-final team. He came back and he made a difference. He scored a try. And finally, on to Glory Hunters, a show that can be found on TalkSport on Sunday morning at 9.30. Charlie Baker hosting alongside Monty Panesar and comedian Andrew Ryan representing Luton, whilst Natalie Sawyer and Nick Hancock, legend, were on the Stoke City team sheet. I think we can see you on that, Monty, Homes Under the Hammer with Monty Panesar. Yeah, how, how, have you got an interesting property? Um, how to convert your loft. Lovely. Loft conversions. Loft conversions um, with Monty Panesar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Would it just so be in the, would it, it writes itself. <laughs> that does, doesn't Would it, it just be in the Luton yeah, area? If you need a lo loft conversion, I'm happy to come and report <laughs> it. Lovely. Lovely. Wow. A couple of Velux in here. Lovely board this out. Yeah, yeah. Would you have a loft ladder, Monty, in, 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 with the loft conversions? Would you recommend that? Or would you have permanent stairs? If there's a young family, then I'll definitely have like a staircase. Yeah. But if you if you're just a couple, yeah, then uh, I can it's see cheaper. Be, you know, it's exactly. a budget. It's, it's cost right. effective. Yeah, and you're, you're unlocking that hidden money, aren't you? Really, money, many, yeah. many ways. In, in the well, I'm going to come to him and give you a loft conversion. And we are. I don't think the people in the flat above will be very happy about it. You <laughs> <laughs> can have a go. <laughs> Bet Natalie's got. I bet you've had a loft conversion. Have no, you, never. Oh, no. You've got a, you bet you've got a basement cinema. You? You're that sort of person. <laughs> I've got a flat. Na Nick. Yeah, Natalie's oh. got a lovely flat. Has she? Yeah, oh, wow. beautiful flat. Is it? Lovely Monty. layout. Did you do it? Say. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yes. Hold on a second. What's going on here? We were at a charity event not so long ago, and All a right. group and of people these came. These things happen. Don't yeah. if we tried. And very the, long. The story. party was back. Tried to go to a bar. Couldn't get into the bar, so I was like, "Come on, let's all go back." Tomorrow. Back to Natalie's. Yeah, oh, great. So you yeah. do this a lot? Yeah. Sure. Fantastic. Today. Oh, great. Today. <laughs> never been invited. Done 13, never been, never done been 13 invited. episodes of this so far, oh, Andrew. Yeah. Not invited once. And a little reminder that even though you're listening to Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast, you can download the Andy Goldstein Glory Hunters podcast. My name probably won't actually be on that on the search engine, so don't bother putting that in. But for legal reasons, my name is connected to it. Anyway, that's it. Another podcast done and dusted. Good work, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been, without doubt, one of the best ones I've done today. I'll be back at the same time-ish whenever you download it. Tomorrow or the next day or the next... It just keeps going. That's the beauty about these things. We just can't stop. Although I might soon if I don't get paid. Even milk bottle tops would be nice. Just some kind of gesture. Flowers would be nice. Why don't men get flowers? Sexist. You're right, it is sexist. I'm going to go and buy men flowers. That just sounds wrong. Anyway, thank you for downloading. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.